Welcome to episode four, everybody. Believe it or not, this is the fourth episode of the most hard-on-your-sleeve, belief-ridden, fan-based podcast you're going to find about a college football team in the the country. No doubt about it. In my eyes, it's the best podcast out there. One day, we're going to be in iTunes number five list, probably top five. I can see us sneaking in around three and maybe a year. Um, especially when we get to that sixth win in 2018 and people start really realizing the potential of Syracuse football. But today I'm going to break down the schedule. I'm going to go through the game. I'm not going to give like an in-depth breakdown, but just talk about it. It's probably going to be one of my favorite podcasts of the off season because we finally got the schedule in front of us. You can start visualizing who we're playing, when we're playing, um, start dreaming and hoping for six wins because that's what it's all about next year. Finally getting back to a bowl game. This program's only been to four in the last 15 years. It's not good enough, and we got to start making bowl games. We play big boy football now, and year three of Babers has a lot of expectations and a lot of hope, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. So we're going to go through the schedule. Before I talk about upcoming opponents, you know, this weekend we have Makaili Salahuddin. I think I said that right. A high four star, number four rated, um, all dual threat, all purpose player, whatever you want to call it in the nation. Unbelievable from the BN campus of Stafford. He has three four stars. Um, our best class the last 15 years, it's looking like. We still got to fill seven, eight spots. But, you know, um, overall, the class is going to be the most talented we've had in, you know, 15 seasons. Um, just kudos to the staff for getting him on campus. Was a USC recruit for a while, then decided he wanted to play closer to home. So, you know, we're competing against Pitt, UNC, Maryland, and us. Um, bringing these big kids on campus, these highly rated players, is, is kudos to the staff for doing this. I'm not sure we're going to get them. Um, we have a senior running back next year, Strickland, who I have high hopes for. But you get a, you get a kid like that maybe to commit, it's, it's crazy. To even think about, he might be the highest rated recruit. I know we've had a five star or two back in the day, but with this new the last ten years with how recruiting is, with the new formulas and everything like that, with I, on campus he's probably the highest rated we've ever had. But we're only going up in the recruiting. Obviously, it's tough to recruit at Syracuse. You people that listen to this podcast probably live in Syracuse. And shout out to uh, my Brooklyn listeners. Got a couple of those, but if you know Syracuse, it's not the most glamorous place to live. And you know, a lot you're asking a lot of these football players to, you know, spend three years here, regardless of the education and everything like that. So, like I said, we're trending upward. The schedule's out. We're excited. We're going to talk about it for a few minutes here, and let's start breaking it down. So, first game, which is something we haven't done in a few years, is. We open up on the road, which as much as I miss the Dome and you only get six, seven home games a year, this year we only get six, unfortunately. I'm okay opening up at the Dome, unfortunately. You know, Syracuse is a fair weather town with the fair and everything going on in the first game. A lot of these blustery Northeast fans, you know, they they won't come to the Dome yet until they start seeing wins or it's a big game against Clemson or, you know, Florida State or somebody like that. So I'm okay opening up early. Once again, we haven't done this over the last few years. And, you know, even, you know, under some of those great years under McNabb with Pascaloni, you know, we usually start one and one, one and two, two and one. 
stuff like that. We have to get off to a better start. Have to. Um, and I know Dino's going to stress that. It's not an easy game at Western Michigan. They lose a few of their seniors on defense. Um, the road, the boat era with PJ Fleck. They did have some some seniors, and they won six games this past season under Tim Lester, who we all know was the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach here under Schaefer. Um, they got some talent, though, and it's on the road to start the, the first week of the season. You never know what you're going to get. Um, it'll be a good test, so once again, I don't want to call the first game of the season a must win, but if we want to get the six wins, it's got to be a win. You know, I want this program to start out September well, have some momentum. Um, as I look at the rest of the schedule, I'll go into that more. But that Western Michigan game is winnable, and it's on the road. Um, and you got to hope we're more prepared because I do think we have a pretty good team. Uh, they're going to be fighting and clawing. I'm sure the first game there, it's going to be sold out. You know, hoping to make the journey there to support the team, especially by September 1st. Jones in for college football and Syracuse football. The offseason is so long. And for us, that we, you know, we usually don't make a bowl game. We're done by Thanksgiving time. And it's a long, long stretch because um, we don't get that extra month usually. So if we want to get the extra month in 2018, it's got to start with a win against Western Michigan. I'll put the percentage at 60-40 in our favor on the road. Not going to be easy. Going to be a huge game. Cannot wait. So I've been counting down for forever. It's really the only sporting event I really care about, you know, at this point. Um it's 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 everything for this program to come out one and all that day, and it'll be so huge because you don't want to start zero one. Regardless, if we win nine games in two thousand eighteen, you lose that first game, you know the naysayers will be out and so on. So you got to go out there and, and and win that game. Then the whole opener a week later than usual, but we got Wagner and FCS team in the dome. It's a good second game once again. It's there to be two and zero. And we haven't been 2-0 in a few years. Um, you got to go out and perform. But I, I don't think Wagner is going to you know, pose a problem. Um, maybe Tommy DeVito gets some snaps. We rest some guys. Um, best case scenario, you know, it's a 95-5 game. 95% to win, 5% to lose. Not even, you know, we win, we win that. Okay, because then you got the big game. And I, I actually enjoy this. Back-to-back games, the weather's nice for tailgating. We get Florida State in the Dome week three. Francois will will be there. Florida State's going to be talented. They got Willie Taggart as the coach. But can you believe that? If we can be 2-0, you get Florida State coming to the Dome. It it, it should be an unbelievable atmosphere. We've upset a team every year in the Dome. Why not week three? I mean, that would be something else. But you got to be 2-0 going to that game. It'll just add to the prestige and the hype of the game. And, um, you know, last time Tagger was in the Dome with USF, he ran us a muck here. He beat us up a little bit. And, you know, he's a good coach. He's been bounced around. He's had some big jobs. Um, but, you know, I want to beat Florida State. I'm sick of it, especially after last season losing by a field goal. You know, they're going to be really talented and good, but it's going to be fun in the Dome for week three. You know, I'll put that, you know, 60-40 worthy underdog, but um, I believe that could be a night that we, we never forget, and hopefully it's on our way to six wins at least. Okay? And we get UConn coming to the Dome. Everyone hates UConn. Okay? Basketball, football, whatever you want. 
No one likes that program. They're a wannabe ACC team. Another big game in September. We Unfortunately, we lose these games every season, which hampers us trying to get the six. But regardless of what happens at Florida State, you got to go and you got to beat UConn. Okay? That's a 60-40, 70-30, must win. You know, go get them. Beat them up. Um, we've had history with UConn. Actually, UConn's had the better of the series. We did beat them a couple of years ago on the road and two years ago with Dino's first year. But um, that's another game where you can come to the Dome, have a good time, and we have a good shot to win. That's what you should be wanting. You should fill that Dome for games like UConn. You know, if you're out there and you're listening, you should fill that place for that game. Okay? That's a huge game, and you got to win it, and it's a winnable game, and you come and you support the team. All right, and then we face Clemson, okay? <laughs> Listen, the schedule came out. You got Florida State and you got Clemson in the month of September. You know, I'm going to embrace this. You play probably the two best teams in the ACC in the month of September. You get them out of the way. Maybe you sneak an upset. Maybe you don't. Clemson's got a lot of guys returning, especially on their defensive front. They're going to want revenge. The nice thing about that is there'll be a lot of talk that week about the game because we beat them last year. Us and Alabama are the only two teams to beat them last year. I'm talking in the past because it's all about 2018 right now. Um, you know, they have their pick. They have Kelly Bryant coming back. They got a top quarterback, five-star coming in. They got, you know, they're just talents endless there. It's going to be insanely hard to win. You know, you put that game at 80-20. Us as the um, underdog, but um, hell, you know what? You know, in my opinion, if you're three and one going into that game, just uh, we'll look at it that way. You're three and one going into that game. You're playing with house money towards the end of September. You have, if you have three wins in September, okay, you're halfway to getting the six, which is what we need. All I care about is six wins, and this program should just care about six wins. We have to get to a bowl. Then we open up um, October with at Pitt. You know, we're on the road. We'll put that 60-40 as we're, we're the underdog. Not sure how Pitt's going to be. They do lose some key pieces. We lose a couple guys too. We've already talked about in past podcasts. We're on the road though, so it's going to be tougher. But unless Pittsburgh's 5-0, and I don't think it'll be too hostile of a crowd, but... Once again, we, we beat Pitt last year, but you know they've had our number. It's it's a huge swing game. It's a huge swing game if you want to go bowling. Once again, um, we'll see. But we go into that game. Worst case scenario, we're three and three or four and four and two. We're four and two. We're feeling amazing because then we go to our bye week, and I can't tell you how surprised I am that Syracuse actually, while they put the two hardest teams in September, and they're going to be physical games. We have a bye week smack dab in the middle of the season after six games, which I like. Instead of getting us early bye, they get us after six. We can recruit. You know, it would be fun to have a game on October 13th, Friday the 13th, um, seeing what happened against Clemson last year. But it's a good spot because I'm going to tell you, coming off the bye, we have two huge home games that will make or break the season. It's, it's that simple. Make or break the season. Okay? We have Carolina coming in. Which is an interesting game. We we play them now, and then we don't play them again for nine years right now, according to ACC rules. It's at home. They had a ton of injuries last year. Had a bad year. 
Uh, of course, you know, we're going to play them. They'll probably be healthy. They'll probably have their best team competing in the Coastal. But it's at home. I'm going to put that game at 50-50 right now in January. It's a toss-up game. You know, they're going to have better recruiting classes, but we're in the Dome. We got Eric, hopefully. we Our, our offensive line with Aaron Roberts coming back I think is going to be better. You know, I'm not going to break down the entire team right now, but it, that's a 50-50 game at home that we need to win. We got that game, and then you turn the page, and then we got NC State coming in. And I freaking hate that program. In my opinion, the Rutgers of the ACC. You know, they lost a lot on defense. Um, Their quarterback's coming back for a senior year. Some thought he was going to leave. Ryan Finley, some didn't. But he's coming back, so it does make the game tougher. It's another 50-50 game. You know, NC State and us back and forth. I don't like Dave Doran. He's smug. Um, it's another game you got to go out and win. So, you know, after the bye week, 3-3, three and 4-2, three, and two, okay, then we got UNC and NC State. That's a must split at minimum. So say you split that. Say okay, say say we're three and three. We're going three and three. You split that, you're four and three. Okay, you're four and three, you know, five and two, four and three, and then you go play at Wake, who is a pure school, who last year I sat through that second half of the dome. They've beat us the last two years. I'm sick and tired of them. They do lose their quarterback. They got a lot of guys coming back. It's gonna be a tough road game. It's probably a 60-40 worthy underdog because we're on the road. But it's another, you know, barring health, because once you enter November, we've been unfortunate with our health. Um, If we're healthy, it's a winnable game again. Okay? Say we have four wins or five wins. That is a winnable game, the way I'm looking at the schedule, how it pans out. We'll see. But then you get a little emotional now. Okay? You get a little emotional. So, you know, we end the season at home earlier this year. Good or bad, if you look at the long scheme of things, we finished three out of four on the road. What I don't want is to have, you know, f- I, I personally don't want four wins going into Louisville. I'll feel better with five because then you're asking, you know, to win two out of four, you know, one at home and then another one on the road, which isn't going to be easy, but, you know, it, you just don't know, but. You know, it's senior. It's technically a senior night, which, you know, I like a lot because I'm hoping and praying. And, you know, before I go to bed most nights, I pray for the health of Eric Dungey. And that Louisville game's a Friday night. It's an ESPN game. You know, you can't ask more. We've lost to Louisville years and years in a row. I'm sick of them. Lamar Jackson's gone, though. Bobby Petrino, that scumbag, okay? He can't hide behind Lamar anymore. They're going to have to play us mano a mano in the Dome. Last home game, Friday night. Friday nights in the Dome are fun. And it could be an insane game to get five or six wins. I mean, on November 9th. That's how I'm going to tell you right now. You got to pack it. You know, the seniors get a a, a nice send-off at a night game. You know, Eric is hopefully playing. We don't have a ton of seniors, like, once again. But, you know, Eric and and Dante and a couple other guys, you know, you know, Chris Slayton, those guys deserve a nice send-off. And I hopefully on Friday, November 9th, we pack that dome for that home game of the year because it's going to be an emotional night. All right? And we got three games left. 
We got Notre Dame and Yankee Stadium. Notre Dames are doing this thing where they're kind of selling one or two home games off to other coasts, you know, to appease fan bases, make more money, whatever. But we don't have to go to South Bend, which, in my opinion, if you're going to try and win the game, which is what it's all about, it being at Yankees better than being at South Bend. We're going to be the away team. We'll get less tickets. They might have more fans, whatever. But it's a great road trip. If you live in Syracuse, you want to go down there for a big-time game. Okay, I'm sorry. We got two games left. I don't know why I said three earlier. Um, a 2.30 start at NBC. It should be a lot of fun. If, you know, in my opinion, if we've already secured the six, and that's asking a lot, man. You know, I preach this team every single day of my life, and to have six by this game would be Dream Street. But I would like to play with have six and play with house money during this game because I do think we can compete with this team. I think we're we're going to be underrated. Preseason polls will have a 6th or 7th in the Atlantic because, you know, we've had two 4-1 seasons, actually three, well, four in a row if you want to count back to Schaefer. Um, so there won't be, I mean, Eric will get some hype, but we haven't shown it in the win column yet to, to get those accolades, and that's fine. That's going to be a fun game to go to in New York, okay? And then we end the year Thanksgiving weekend against BC. You know, BC's done a nice job. They don't recruit well. And they've they've had some downers, but they get to bowl games. Who knows the health at this? It's tough to gauge in November how they're going to be. You know, they have a lot of guys coming back too. Adazio saved his job. It's at BC. It's another you know Notre Dame. I'd give us you know 60-40 underdog. This game's probably 60-40 underdog because it's at Boston College. They're not that much better than us, but. Um, you know, when you cut down to this game, it's health. Who knows? Both programs went to five, six wins, trying to fight for a bowl game. You know, but we got to just, you know, you got to be, you know, the BCs, the Wakes. Those are swing games if you want to get to bowls. You want to move up in the hierarchy of the ACC Atlantic. You know, got to if you want to move up farther, you got to beat the NC States and the Louisvilles. That's what I expect to happen under Dino, and we're bringing in the talent. Okay, right now, according to 24-7 Sports, our recruiting class is 7th out of 13 teams. Under Schaefer, we were 13 out of 13. And under Doug was a hell of a coach, but our recruiting class is usually at the bottom um, bottom area of the, the Big East when he coached there. So we're bringing in better players. Now, I think Dino's the guy to get us there. We still haven't hired our 10th assistant yet. I like the guy they brought in um, from Nebraska, the O-line coach. He has 25 years of experience. I think he's going to teach us new schemes, new blocking, stuff that we need to help the running game get going because I can't stress enough. If we can get that running game going, Eric's not going to have to run as much. takes less punishment. Yes, everyone knows this. Everyone talks about it. But it needs to happen. That running game is so imperative to keeping Eric healthy throughout the season that I'm hopeful. And I think, you know, we got four to five offensive linemen coming back, but then Aaron Roberts, our best offensive lineman, is coming back from injury. So you got five starters coming back, technically. It's going to get better, right? And, and Dino knows that. You know, so I'm interested to see who we add as a 10th assistant. I think it'll be a more recruiting guy because I think Lynch will, instead of being co-OC, will take over just the offensive coordinating job and then probably coach quarterbacks. But I once again, I do think Dino, from what I'm hearing and know, is going to take a more hands-on approach to the offense um, because it's year three. And he's talked to talk a little bit, and he knows this is an important year to get the six and to make a bowl game. 
Um, so I, I have this is Dino's offense, and he's been with Lynch for a while. He was at Eastern Illinois, and he went with um with him to Bowling Green. Um, so I have no worries that. Um, sorry, I'm changing this song here. That I have no worries that the offense will be just fine. Actually, I expect it to be better because you know what? It, it stalled a little bit last year. It definitely did. I expect a little bit more from the offense, and I think it's going to be better. You know, we have Donji, we have DeVito. Spring practice will be fun because I'm hoping that DeVito, Chance of Me, and, you know, the thing that we don't talk about a lot is Rex Culpepper hasn't transferred yet. Not saying he's not going to transfer at the end of the year or at the end of the semester. He might. But right now he's he's on part of the staff. So, you know, quarterback-wise, we have some good depth. Because I do, you know, Rex played decent in the BC game. And say he's our third quarterback and we're redshirt and Chance, the Vios are second. I'd feel good about uh, good about that having guys that can give us a chance to win. You know, um, and more podcasts online. We'll talk about that. You know, I've watched on Twitter, and you know, Cordy's been running hard on the the treadmill or whatever the recovery um, treadmill they have there. So, you know, I'm assuming he's going to play spring ball because we're not we're not starting spring ball till March. Um, do, uh, Dino likes it a little bit later in March where Shafe did February. He likes everyone coming back from spring break and then just focusing on that, which is nice. Um, you know, the guys are already in the in the workout room. Winter workouts are beginning. They've just finished their first week. We got like six players from the incoming class, you know, and Lakeem Williams, who we're going to bank on as a linebacker. Juco kids already in there learning the system. We got that transfer from Michigan State. And wide receiver already here. So things are looking up for Syracuse football, man. It's it's a wait. Um every day gets closer. Um I I can't wait to see where we go from here. Once again, 2018 is 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 vital to the program. I say that every year, but if we don't, you know, get to six in 2018, it's gonna be a huge letdown. And it's gonna take a lot from us because it's never easy and we haven't been blessed with you know, having successful seasons. But the ACC is a good spot. It's going to be tough in the Atlantic, but we're going to keep fighting. And on that note, we have 223 days to that Western Michigan game. 223, man. It's coming. Okay? And all you can do is keep believing. And uh, I think the next time I talk to you all in Episode 5, we'll recap the rest of signing day. I'll go over the seven or eight guys we've signed. Maybe get solid hood and maybe we don't. But once again, you either ride with the orange or you don't, man. I'm done catering. Okay, done catering to non-believers. You just got to believe. You keep sending that message and you keep believing, all right? We're going to get 6 and 18. Until next time, y'all. Hold on here. Shout